Shalom and welcome to a voice calling in the wilderness, a trumpet call, a voice crying out loud for God to those that would hear so that they would run to him, that they might be warned. We are here sounding the alarm that our here on earth, time here on earth is short and we have no time to waste. Here we will expose the truth, teach the word, discuss the dangers, lies, and enemies we are surrounded by and how we can engage in the war that we are standing in the middle of. Today we have a very exciting show for you. We're going to be talking with Irina with Global Christian Support, and here also is our friend Oleg, who will be interpreting for Arena today. Los Vasco Promiso Na Show. Thank you. That was my Thank you. attempt at saying welcome to the show. Thank but. you. Thank you, JD. It's great to be here again. So uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, um, you guys are doing some amazing things over in Ukraine with uh, the uh, orphans and, and helping to get uh, them out over there. Um, so one of the things I wanted to start with is Ukraine really before all this began was not that much dissimilar to the way we live here in America. Um, you guys have a lot of the same st uh, standard of living, and, and all those things are very similar to what the people that, that listen to the show, most of them, would be accustomed to. And so when this happened, that all just ended. Is, is that right? That is correct. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Ukraine, just, just like any other countries, there were some ups and downs and some negatives and positives. But overall, people were just living day-to-day uh, -day lives in a peaceful country and trying to build the lives for themselves and for their family. And, uh, you know, that just overnight just completely stopped in its tracks. And as the first bombs and rockets started blowing up. So what was the safety and security feeling? Were, were you just living a, a free and safe life before this happened? And... And now, how's that changed? I'm going to go ahead and translate that. Okay, yeah. we'll let Irina speak. Питання є, яка була безпека в країні до того моменту, коли Росія почала бомбардувати? Україна була нормальною європейською країною. Ukraine was a normal European country, just like any other country. Яка мала свою політичну, соціальну, захисну систему which had its own political and social protection. І це країна, яка почала за останні декілька років квітнути, розцвітати. This is the country that within the past few years it just started to flourish. Ми мали свої проблеми, як і кожна інша країна, звичайно. Just like any, any other countries we had our own issues as well. Але кожен із нас точно відчував себе в безпеці, як в своїй країні, як в своїх домівках, так і, um, так і на своїй території. But we all felt um, very secure, just like it was our, our own country, our land, and our homes. Uh, we felt really secure and, and well. Наші діти не боялися гуляти на вулиці. Our kids were not afraid to go outside. Ходити в школу. Go to school. Ми мали певний захист від держави на ті категорії людей, які є соціально незахищеними. We had a certain uh, level of security from government and uh, 
even to the point of those people that were not socially protected as much or then kind of lagging behind that even those were protected well. І можна сказати, що з новим президентом ми мало мали чудову перспективу. And we can say that with the new president in the office, we had a good perspective, a good progress that was taking track and uh, the future seemed to be uh, very bright. So before this, the, the kids were playing in parks, there were sporting events happening and people, you know, were going mm-hmm. on vacation with their families and life was just normal, peaceful um life. I mean, the, we were they were just living the same as we would here any every every day. Right. So the the Toho діти йшли в школу, грали спорт, люди їздили на на вакації, робили все те, що ми робимо в будь-якій іншій країні, так? Так. Саме так, що люди жили звичайним нормальним життям і не передбачали, не очікували ніякої загрози. Yes, of course, just, just as, as you're saying, people living their day-to-day lives, and uh, they weren't feeling any, any, uh, any threat of any kind. So you were actually flying to America when all this started, and you didn't know that this had happened until you landed here. So in an instant, everything changed. Correct. Ти за той момент летіла, mm-hmm. в той час летіла була в повітрі і приїхала до Америки, тільки взнала, що в той момент все змінилося. Так, наш мій квіток був запланований заздалегідь до 23-го. Ми купили і ми їхали з цілю ем, організувати допомогу дітям для, провод... для того, щоб провести табори влітку. Mm-hmm. So My plans were to come here to the United States. Um, they were already planned for long ago, and the plans were to come here and to secure places for uh, orphans to come and spend time during the summer vacation months. І коли ми вже вилетіли, коли я вже прилетіла, то офіцери мені тут же повідомили, що почалася війна в Україні. And when we landed here, the um, the, the officer at the border Border Patrol informed me that uh, the war has started. Звичайно, що був шок, і перші два дні ніхто не розумів, що робити, і не було ніякої програми або організаційної діяльності, тому що всі знаходилися в повному в повному паралічу. There was a complete shock, and uh, at, for for next couple of days, next 48 hours. Everyone was just stopped in tracks. Everything was just stopped, and because nobody was preparing for this, and nobody knew that this was about to happen, so there was no protocol what to do next mm. and what is the plan of action at the moment. So you you're with Global Christian Support Support, um, and so can you tell me a little bit like how long have you been working with this group and kind of what you've been doing with them before this? Перед тим до, mm-hmm. до нападу, що яка твоя праця була з Global um, uh, Christian Support? Що так, це міжнародна благодійна організація, яка вже існує 9 років. So this is a, a Global Christian Support that has been established 9 years ago. І ми займалися дуже таким великим спектром діяльності допомоги людям. 
we were reaching out with different spectrums of life for people, doing a lot, a lot of different things. В різних країнах, але дуже багато роботи проводилося саме в Україні. And all kinds of countries are involved, but specifically the, the job was done, the work was being performed in Ukraine specifically. з 14-го року Україна знаходилася в серйозній кризі. Since ever since 2014, uh, Ukraine, specifically eastern part of Ukraine, been in crisis uh, for past eight years. Особисто я відповідаю за дитячий та підлітковий департамент нашої організації. My responsibility is the Department of Children, specifically orphans and неблагополучні діти. Those that were left behind, basically, kids that were left behind by either parents or, or society or government and whatnot. І наша головна мета це допомога дітям, і через добрі справи це знайомство їх з Євангелієм і з Богом. So our main goal is reaching out to those children, helping them on a day-to-day basis and while doing that, preaching the gospel to them. А ми орієнтовані на допомогу всім дітям, які потребують в підтримці, але перш за все ми орієнтовані на невіруючих дітей, діти, які не знають Бога. So mainly we concentrate on all type of kids, uh, but specifically we target those that never met God that are far away from, from truth and the gospel. І в Україні таких дітей, на жаль, багато. Unfortunately, in Ukraine there is so many kids like that. І як я вже сьогодні говорила, в Україні ми нараховуємо 90 тисяч сиріт. As we spoke about it earlier in church, currently there is over 90,000 orphans in Ukraine. Так, і десь тільки ж приблизно дітей, які проживають в кризисних умовах. And as many uh, the same amount of kids probably live in a in a similar crisis. Тому ми мали декілька проєктів для того, щоб допомогти їм. So we had a couple of projects going. Один проєкт, він мав назву «Від родини до родини», «Від сім'ї до сім'ї». So one, one project was named «From family to family». І це хостингова програма. That was basically a hosting program. Через яку ми змогли допомогти більше, ніж трьом тисяч дітям із зони воєнних дій. Through which we were able to reach out and help over 3,000 children from the zone on Donbass zone where where the war was happening for past 8 years. Ця програма почала працювати з 15-го року. That program was established in 2015. І ми працювали з 11-ми країнами світу, в тому числі і з Америкою. And we worked with 11 countries including US. Ми працювали тільки з віруючими сім'ями. We were working uh, exclusively with Christian families. З церквами. With churches. З якими ми, якими могли довіряти. Uh, with whom we could trust and have a good relationship with. І ми знаходили дітей, які, які потребували в соціальній, психологічній і в духовній реабілітації. So we were taking out the kids that needed rehabilitation, uh, spiritual and also psychological. І це був регіон Донецький і Луганський was, з 2014 року. Це були діти-сироти, діти-вдів, діти-батьківські, які бачили війну. І я хочу, якщо можна, засвідчити одне, одне свідчення з цієї програми. 
So th this is one of the um, testimonies that she would like to use yeah. from that program. Mm -hmm. okay. In the 15th year, our office called a woman from Donetsk, which is now occupied territory. So in 2015, we received a phone call from Donetsk area, which is right now is being occupied by uh, Russians. It was a single mother. It was a single mother who was not Christian. She, she never went to church. <coughs> Вона мала дівчину, якій було 15 років. She had a girl, a daughter who was 15. І вона розповіла нам ситуацію, що під час того, як дитина була в школі, розпочалася бомбіжка, стрілянина, і на очах цієї дівчини померло дві її однокласниці. She was telling us a story that while in school, the girl saw bombing that happened of the school and two of her friends were immediately killed right in front of her. She was in complete shock. Three days she couldn't speak or, or eat. I am a psychologist. Irina holds a doctorate in psychology. And uh, so while talking to the mother, she understood what, what kind of shock state she is at. Ми на той момент готували групу дітей в Німеччину на хостинг. At that time we were preparing a group of people, group of kids to go to Germany for the hosting program. І ми включили цю дівчину в цю групу. We included that girl with that group. Мама сказала, я нічого не мала ніколи з віруючими, але я не маю зараз вибору, тільки ви можете мені допомогти. So the mother said, listen, I never had any anything to do with Christians before. But right now I'm I'm in despair and and I hear that you can potentially help me. Ця дівчина поїхала в Німеччину. So the girl went to Germany. Християнську родину. In Christian family. Як і 35 інших дітей того. Just like 35 other kids that were with her. була 36 людей. So 36 kids went in the group. А церква, яка прийняла тих дітей, складалася із 20 людей. And the church that hosted those 35 36 children only had 25 people in congregation. Тобто кожна кожна родина прийняла по дві дитини. So in fact every family accepted about two children, hosted two children. Вони там були півтори місяці. They were there a month and a half. І через місяць, коли я побачила ту дівчину, коли вона приїхала назад, and I saw the girl after after the program was over. А вона вийшла з автобусу і перше, що вона мені сказала, and when she got out of the bus, here is what she said. Amen. She says that now I'm just like you. Now at this moment I am, I know Jesus is my personal Savior. Amen. She brought this testimony to her mother, her friends. And and at that time, we were able to evacuate that family out of that uh, Donbass region into the other part of Ukraine. And right now, they're part of the local church family. That was a complete miracle. Дитина то окрема доля. Якщо розказувати, то не вистачить і тисячі підкастів тут. So it says, girls like that, we had over 3,000 children like that, like those cases. And if we can start talking, probably we'll not have enough time for all the podcasts <laughs> to explain each and But that sounds like situation. the one with the well, right? Yes. And so that's just an amazing testimony that, that you can just look at the Bible and see it. It's already happened before, and now it's happening again. Amen. And that's exactly what we've been called to be like, right? Yes. We've been called yes. to be like Christ.
and do exactly like he did there. Amen. Amen. Каже той подібна ситуація як Самарянка, що така історія є одна в Біблії, а тут ми живемо, ми маємо такі самі живі приклади. І другий проект це були християнські табори. The second project was a Christian camps. І ці табори були літні і зимові. Those camps we had summer and winter. Ми їх проводили так само для цієї категорії дітей. We also targeted that category of children. І останній табір ми встигли з Божою допомогою провести в січні вже цього року. Місяць до війни. Right month before the war happened. І в нас були діти, а в нас були діти з дуже цікавими історіями. We had a lot of kids with a very interesting stories. І одна, один хлопець, йому було 12 років. It was a boy, 12-year-old boy. Шість з яких він п'є алкоголь. From six years old he is drinking alcohol. Того, що він живе в родині алкоголіків. Because he lives in a family of alcoholics. І батьки зранку до ночі п'ють алкоголь, і він разом з ними. And from morning till night their parents drinking alcohol and he's along with them. Він нікому не потрібен. He's not needed to anyone. І поліція привезла нам його в табір поліція на машині на своїй. Police officer brought him to the camp. Тому що каже, ніхто, якщо ви його не візьмете, то він більше шансів не має на зміну життя. Police told him that that if if you will not accept him and do something with him, he literally has no chance in life. Тому що ми так само співпрацюємо з поліцією України. We work together with with the local government and and the police. І вони знають результати нашої роботи. They know the results of what we do. Дитина покаялася в нашому таборі, прийняла рішення жити з Богом. І коли поліція його забрала вже назад, вони зателефонували нам і запитали, що ви з ним зробили. Він перестав матюкатися, він посміхався, він став справжньою дитиною. Вони зателефонували нам і запитали, що ви з ним зробили. Він перестав матюкатися, він став справжньою He's smiling, he's full of life now. І він сказав, я, я отримав дуже багато, я хочу цим поділитися з батьками. Я вірю, що наше життя може змінитися. I don't even know what to say. It's pretty incredible stuff. And, and, and it's exactly, it's seeing the gospel in work. Absolutely. And, and, and especially in an area where there's a turmoil for sure right now, right? And, and a lot of um, confusion and, and fear, I'm sure. But at the same time, these are exactly the people that Jesus spoke to. They're the forgotten Right. They're the cast right. cast away. Yes. And in like in Ukraine, America has a lot of orphans. We have a lot of children in foster homes and up for adoption and and they're much the same way. Um they have been cast away, forgotten. Society yeah. doesn't like to talk about or think about them that much because it it's sort of uncomfortable that we would even have you guys know how many people you have, how many children, ninety thousand. In, in that are orphans in your country, I can't even tell you how many are here. 
Right. But I'm sure it's an embarrassing number. And, right. and it's maybe it's a, it's a little embarrassing not to know what that number is. Yeah. Because we just don't make it an important part of our lives. Yeah. So it, it is an incredible blessing to find people that do make it a part of their life to yeah. rectify that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think Arena uh, and with her team and team of volunteers, they just dedicated their life for that. They were called to do this, and they dedicated fully their life to, to, to see this incredible work that's being, that God is doing. And like you're saying, the... You know, the society has no answer because the, the only answer is is Jesus. Right. And we have he's to, the only answer. We have to be willing to give up that part of us that would make it uncomfortable for us to be involved in it. Right. And, and we are told in the Word that we are to die to ourselves and our own wishes and desires and to care for others. But we find that extremely hard to do as individuals. Sure. I, and so we don't go to places and, and take these children out and to the park or go fishing or camping or do all these other things with and provide them with some semblance of normalcy. And for somebody to be doing it, that is definitely God's blessing, God's grace. Yeah, yeah. And so it is, it's wonderful to, to see an organization that's doing that, and it's wonderful to have you guys here. I'll tell you a story I really would like to hear, and that's Dima. Dima, can you can you tell us about Dima? Yes, yes, yes. So, okay, so one story I would like to hear about Dima, because we already heard some stories that he does, and we could hear about this story from the beginning to now. What does he do? Such as Dima, you should say that there is a lot of stories. You just know this story. Yeah, uh, boys like Dima, there are so many of them out there, but we only heard about Dima, but there's hundreds of those that are really laying down their life and, and risking their life literally right now. I через цього хлопця хочу подякувати всім нашим волонтерам, які сьогодні там просто в його лиці. Дякуємо, хто зараз і наразі сьогодні, в них немає неділь, немає субот, в них кожен день понеділок які кожен день спасають життя людей. Yeah, and I want to take this opportunity to thank every single volunteer, just like Dima, um, that they're working endlessly current, in current situation, current uh, environment, doing what they're, what they're doing, because for them, there is, they have no weekend, they have no Saturday, they have no Sunday. For them, it's just a full 24-7 for past 32 days. І нам ми отримали інформацію, якщо вже говорити про Діма, ми отримали інформацію, що в одному із міст, це Чернігів, це місто, яке зараз знаходиться в серйозній атакі від з боку Російської Федерації. So we received the information uh, from one city called Chernihiv. Uh, currently, it is under heavy uh, attack uh, from Russian Federation. Russian army blocked several entrances to Russian army completely blocked off the entire city, and there is only one, one path that can be taken to get in and out. Otherwise, everything is completely sealed off and, and being attacked. І ми знаємо, що там живе дуже багато родин, які є опікунами сирот. We also know it is known that uh, there is a lot of families that were hosting or a lot of families that are fostering a lot of orphans. Mm. І 
ми знайшли можливість вивести дві такі родини, які мали по 10 дітей, тобто 20 дітей в цілому. So we were able to reach out to two families and help them to evacuate that each family were fostering 10 kids each. І коли було домовлено, де ми зможемо з ними зустрітися, як ми зможемо їх вивести? When we made plans where we gonna meet with them to evacuate. Ми почали шукати добровольця, який погодився поїхати під обстрілами і забрати тих людей. And we started to look for a driver who would risk his life to go under the gunfire to pick them up. Того що не питання знайти транспорт або гроші на бензин, сьогодні питання вже знайти волонтера, який може піти на ризик своїм життям. Currently there is no longer a question whether to find a bus or transportation or even funds to fund the, the gas and things like that, but now the, the big question is who is willing to go to that zone because the possibility is that you will end up being dead. І цей хлопець погодився, він сказав, я не маю страху, я отримаю, я мене благословляють батьки і, будь ласка, ви мене благословіть. And this boy Dima, he says, you know what, I'm not afraid, I'm gonna go, my parents are blessing me, and you bless me, and I'm gonna go with God. І в нас не було виходу, нам треба було забрати ті родини, тому ми його благословили і відправили. And we had no other choice, he was the only volunteer who would do that. He was about 20 years old, and uh, we blessed him, prayed for him, and uh, off he went. Коли вони їхали туди, вони добрались без проблем, а назад почалось серйозний обстріл снайперівських машин. So when he was going there, everything was okay, and once the pickup happened on the way back, they uh, they found themselves under heavy attack by sniper. Вони їхали в колоні машин. They were які вивозили людей. They were following a convoy of cars that were evacuating people. І одну машина, одна машина була цілеспрямована, обстріляна снайперівськими пулями. And one of the cars right in front of them was completely obliterated by by sniper uh, rifle. І але слава Богу, що там не було багато людей. Good thing there were not that many people in that car. And people did not get uh, murdered. І коли ця колона людей доїхали до моста, And when this uh, convoy came to came closer to the bridge that was leading out of the city. That was not blocked off. And they noticed that the bridge was uh, bombed and it was on fire. The Russians blew up the bridge. Хлопці мусили знаходити інші шляхи для того, щоб виїхати полями, лісами, для того, щоб виїхати на Київ. And those boys were trying to find another way to get out of there, whether it's through um, just fields and, and, and forests to get out, make another path, basically, uh, off, as we call, off-road path, mm-hmm. just so they can get back to Kyiv area. Але це небезпечно, оскільки на полях вони, вони продивляються, їх дуже сильно видно, а по-друге, поля заміновані. It is extremely, um, uh, it's, it's very unsafe to go through the open field, because first of all, you stand out and uh, a rocket can hit you. And also another thing is that fields and, and, and uh, and forests are being full of mines, whether that's actually Ukrainian mines against Russians or Russian mines against Ukrainians. 
So they were all in prayers in, the, in a car. Вони знали, що ми молимося за них, того, що вже весь світ молився. They knew at the moment that everybody was praying for them, the whole world, even us over here in US. At the moment we already knew that. Я кажу, що що з однієї сторони це жах війни, а з іншої сторони це безліч чудес. And you know, it is um it, it's atrocity of the war, but on the other hand, it's a miracles what's happening, how it's uniting the people. Хлопці казали, що це було серйоз, це був серйозний страх того, що кожен метр, вони розуміли, що вони під наглядом снайперів. Yeah, they were saying they were extreme it was extremely um you know, they were full of anxiety because every meter or every step they were taking, they knew they were under the scope of the sniper. Вони не змогли виїхати до початку комендантського часу, тому вони заночували в лісі. So they couldn't get out uh, before the curfew, so therefore they had to stop and uh, sleep in the car in, uh, in the forest. І поки вони ночували, Діма згадав, як в таборі ми молилися, ми молилися з дітьми молитвою покаяння. And when they stopped, Діма remembered their prayer of repentance when they were praying for, for everyone in the camp. І тоді вони в машині всі разом помолилися, тому що вони не знали, чи виживуть вони. And Dima was the one to, uh, you know, to advise everybody to pray the prayer and led them to Christ, because they didn't know whether they're going to be alive next minute or not. Під час війни багато людей відкриті до Бога, оскільки на війні немає невіруючих. Yeah, during the war, so many people are open for, for salvation. І сьогодні якраз гарна нагода наразі церкві і віруючим людям говорити про Христа. Говорити, робити добрі справи, і це дійсно відкриває серце людям. Так, як написано в Матфії, що... Хай світить світло ваше так, що дивлячись на ваші добрі діла, будуть прославляти Батька вашого Небесного. Just like in Matthew it says, let your light shine forth, so during your good deeds they will praise the Father in heaven. Не дивлячись на наш одяг, на наші машини, на наші квартири, дивлячись на добрі справи, будуть прославляти Бога. Not really taking into account our, what we look like, what we have, what our possessions are, but what we are doing. In our deeds. And, and Dima wasn't a believer for a long time before this, right? Dima, він не був віруючий дуже довго, так? Він з віруючою родиною, але прийняв рішення жити з Богом. Він вже в такому свідомому стані, вже коли він був молодим. He was he was born into Christian family, but uh, he wasn't always right. So when with God, and only when he was older, he made the decision for Christ. Yeah, so many people use the excuse that I haven't been a believer that long to not be effective in the kingdom. And here's right. a young man who rel- relatively young Christian right. that is just taking full control of the power and then going. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. И так вони доїхали з Божою допомогою по нашим молитвам і з ангелами по бокам доїхали до Києва. Всі разом благополучно. So praise God with our prayers and angels to the right and left, they, <laughs> they right. came to, to Kyiv region and they were able to evacuate these two families 
with 20 kids. So this is just one of the stories that that is uh, out there. Well, I know that we pray for you guys every single day. Mm, Thank you. um, And I know there's a lot of people that are. Um, I've I've asked hundreds of people to be on that prayer team, and and I know they're praying every day for you guys as well. And and it sounds like you get a lot of encouragement from the prayers of people around the world that are, are praying for you, for your strength and for your blessing and for your protection. Як виглядає, що ти получаєш багато підбадьорення від молитов людей, які моляться вам світу за Так і є. І багато наших волонтерів свідчать про те, що вони дуже сильно відчувають молитву і підтримку, як і чаша молитвами наповнюється. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Even our volunteers uh, daily are uh, telling us testimonies about how, how they can feel the prayers of the saints, that they really could feel that so, so awesome. real uh, in them, uh, just uh, being, you know, supported and uh, encouraged to do whatever they're doing. We have a large group of volunteers, among which there are not necessarily all We have a big network of volunteers. Not all of them are are born again Christians or born again believers. There are some that are not. But they have a good heart, so they want to help. And they do a lot of good things. And during this past 32 days, I hear from them Words like praise God, God is in control, God is uh, guarding us, God, uh, only with God's help. Why are they saying that? Because they truly see the impact of God's presence in their lives and what, how they're being protected. So in that, they are being ministered to, and they can feel those prayers there of protection and help. Дуже багато невіруючих людей підходить до наших волонтерів і говорить, ми будемо біля вас, того, що ви залишитесь точно живими, того, що вас точно береже Бог. It says so many unchristian people that would come to volunteers and say, you know what, we're just going to stay next to you because for surely you're not going to die because God will protect you. So if I'm going to be next to you, I'm going to be protected as well. Я не знаю, чи так, чи це ні, але це, я вірю, що люди реально бачать Бога в таких. Says, I'm not sure if this is the, the complete truth or not, if this is going to happen or not, but, but the truth is that people believe that. They're being, being drawn by that. They know that there is a salvation uh, with, with Christ. That's incredible. I mean, that's just incredible <laughs> to see God working in such a way and, and, and to lift people up from where they were before this and, and making them into what he needs them to be in this situation. Yeah. In my excitement to get us started today, I neglected to introduce your sister. Would you introduce your sister for me? Yes, with us we have my sister Nella. She's my older sister, and uh, she works together with uh, Irina hand in hand. She is her liaison here in U.S. Uh, when Irina needs, so we get all the information. All our uh, communication goes through my sister. And I wanted to ask you, with Irina, you you knew her before this, and for somebody to to step up in a crisis moment the way that she has done and to not uh, to retract in fear or to just put everything on hold 
she's actually taken steps and and been active and moving forward and aggressively attacking the needs of these people. God it seems to have lifted her into a position of leadership. Have you seen her leadership change and her the power move into her to, for her to be able to do what she's doing? I've been always amazed <clears throat> by, by what she does and the courage and the wisdom and... Um, everything that she does for all those kids and her herself, she doesn't have any children. And to me, she's just a good example of somebody who serves God. And that was her calling. And um, she's 100% in it. And I learned from her. And I am as a mother of four and eight grandkids. I always understand that even though she's spiritually always there, but I also understand that physically... She needs rest. Her body needs rest. So I try to get her, every time she comes to visit to country, I try to get her to my home and rehabilitate her physically. We take her to the beach, and we try <laughs> to watch some sunsets so she can take her mind off that. Hmm. And specifically when the war started it, she I could tell that she wasn't herself. I could tell that she was in shock. She didn't understand why she's here because she literally was pushed out of the country just to be here in America. Hmm. And then a couple of days later, when she kind of came to her senses, I would say, we understood that, and even Oleg was telling me, he says, every leader is supposed to be somewhere safe to where they can have a clear mind and they can understand and they can think clearly how to send all those volunteers what to do with them. So, and then I could tell that she was back to herself and she would work and she definitely, she didn't sleep because the night for us is the morning there. They wake her up and she doesn't sleep. So I tried to kind of as a mother to put her to bed at like seven o'clock at night <laughs> so she could have a little bit of sleep time. And she says, I feel like I am in some kind of vacation spot to where I don't deserve to be vacationing. And I said, yes, you do need it. Because if you can't function physically, then who else will be? Mm-hmm. Because she knows all the systems. And so I've been living with her like that for the past 32 days. <laughs> well, I think you're doing an incredible job. Well, and, thank you. And keep it up. Keep keep her rested so she can keep doing the work she's doing. Because. Yeah. She's doing immensely incredible work for people that really need it, that uh, really the world is leaving behind. And um, and it's just, it's absolutely incredible that somebody has taken this on. And what you've done is, I, I can't even put it to words really, because definitely God's got his hand in what you're doing. And, yes, um, absolutely. and absolutely. I, I'm, I just continually pray, pray blessing on what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. And all the blessing, the prayers, it's so much, much, much needed as you can hear uh, just the stories and uh, testimonies that this is the time when people really feel the prayers in, in, in their lives. So God is moving. God is moving. That's oh, no, no question about it. Yeah. And we do get to see, you know, in, in, the, in the media that you're getting some things out. Um, uh, CBN has had a couple of stories come out where some people were put in, I believe, in a, a subway station or somewhere underground with right. some unbelievers, and then they yeah. be preached the gospel to them, and Preaching. a lot of people were saved. Yeah. So there are a lot of salvations that are coming out of this, and people are getting hope 
from those who have hope going into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and, um, and so it's just incredible for people that that carry that hope inside them to go out and reach out and pull people out of the fire and, and give them hope once again. Yeah. And, and so I, I'm absolutely in support of everything that you're doing. And um, I know that our listeners are as well. I know our church is supporting you guys. And um, everybody that I know of is uh, uh, very much in support of what you're doing. And we, we, we praise you for what you're doing as well. Thank you. Definitely thank you for all your support. Because, you know, it's, uh, it's in times like these, that's where, um, you know, body of Christ comes together, you know, and everybody has their own role, whether one is in, in the forefront of it, the other one is on, on the back, uh, in the back row, but everyone together uh, comes in and pitches in. And, you know, we were talking earlier, you know, that there was a story, it's called White Bus, and, um, you know, they're, they're saying that how there's a, a chain of events happening from the moment that the bus was purchased and that bus went into extract people from uh from the um zone of uh, war and brought into um safety and everyone somehow somewhere was pitching in so even though the person who was driving did not know the person who who contributed financially towards the bus but in the grand scheme everyone was part of it you know, this is exactly what we're called to be yeah. as believers. Right. This is an example of someone being the light of the world, being the salt of the earth and pushing back against those things that would just destroy. I mean, yeah. I, I've got other stories of, of veterans here from American military veterans and, and other people that are believers that are going over and, and fighting with the Ukrainian soldiers right. and that are going and help rescue people and pull them out of the country too or out of harm's way at least. To, to Kiev or, or some other place away from the fighting. Mm-hmm. And and we have stories like that happening throughout the world that believers are coming together and working together with these other believers that are in need. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think it's a great picture in our day because <laughs> the world that we live in, it seems here that our children are under attack spiritually and in in many many ways, um, from our school systems and our media and and all the ways that they're attacking our children to destroy their spirituality, to destroy their mentality, their hopes, their dreams, and then we see a body of people that come together to rescue children. Right, right. And that's who we're supposed to be. When the world is being destructive, we're supposed to be the rescuer. Amen. And so it's just incredible to see you guys doing that, and I'm, and I'm so happy that you are, and, and I'm glad to see that God's still working through people that will listen and will commit themselves to him. Yeah, yeah, no, it's incredible how, and you know, I must say that the, the community, the Christian community really rallied behind, and whether this is this cause or other causes, but just to see the people really respond because, uh, you know, setting there may be political views and, and other views that may, maybe sometimes we don't agree on certain things, but knowing that, that there's a per- person's life is in jeopardy, and it's not just life, but it's a soul. There's an inter- eternity that's behind it, mm-hmm. and just so, so that particular soul has a chance for eternity to, to hear that gospel, yes. to, 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 because the eternity, that's, that's, what, that's what, what matters the most, right? And just to see the rally behind all these uh, 
you know, people that are suffering from the body of Christ is just overwhelming. And it's uh, really awesome to see how so many people, you know, get involved with. So has anybody got anything else they want to add? Хочу подякувати, по-перше, церкву New Hope за таку щиру і швидку допомогу. Саме тоді, коли нам було дуже необхідно то зробити. First of all, I just want to thank everyone and specifically church, New Hope Church and all of you, brothers and sisters, you know, for the support that was when it was needed the most. You came out, and everybody came out to do that because at the beginnings that was a really, really critical to kind of get this program and get this, get this off the ground, and and everybody came around to do so. So thank you. Дякую, і я згадую слова Вінстера Черчилля, який сказав про те, що коли дуже темно, то якраз і видно світлих людей у темряві видно світлих людей. Just thank you. And with the words of Winston Churchill, he said that in the darkness you can see people who have light. Mm-hmm. He says, at this terrible time for us in Ukraine, we can see all those lights all over the, the globe, that you can see them shining. Those are the ones that really come. Дякуємо вам за запрошення, за те, що ви передаєте інформацію. Сьогодні ми дійсно в інформаційній війні знаходимося. Thank you for inviting me on this podcast because today we are in in the war of information. І сьогодні дуже важливо давати людям правдиву інформацію. It's super important today to give the right information to people. І говорити про те, що відбувається і в Україні в тому числі. Telling people what really is happening in Ukraine. І розказувати про Божі чудеса. And testify to to the miracles of God. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, my, I'm I'm so happy that you agreed to be with us today. Honestly, um, it's a little shameful that you are not so busy with interviews that I can't get to you. But I'm glad that I did get to you because every radio station in America should be asking for your story. Right. I mean, this is where we're at in this world. We we should be just flooding you with, come tell us how we can help. Tell us your story. And um, I'm, I'm sorry that not more people haven't done that, but I'm certainly glad that you got to come and spend a little time with us. Um, so thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, J.D., for having us, for sure. So I would like to pray for you, if, you, if that's okay. And yes. then um, I got a call to action for all my listeners out there, so stick around for a second. So, um, Lord, I just uh, I want to thank you so much for allowing Arena and Oleg and, and his sister to come and, and speak with us today. I thank you for <laughs> I thank you for your presence, Father, and how that you are just bless us with your grace and your mercy daily. I thank you that you still reach down and you take us out of our ordinary lives, our, our day-to-day life, and you elevate us when we are willing and when we're listening and we want to be near you and effective for you, you will put us in a position where we can do the most good, where we can do the incredible, and where miracles will begin to happen. Father, I I thank you so much for Irina and her team. I thank you for Dima and all those people that are volunteering to help get these children out of harm's way. I ask that you would bless them richly, that you would protect them, 
that you would give them the strength and courage to continue to do what they're doing, to rescue those that the world has forgotten, that the society has thrown to the side. And Father, I just pray that you would give them every resource that they need and every amount of time that it takes in the paths in and out of the danger zones and just protect them in every way and let them rescue everyone that needs rescuing and share the gospel with those that have not heard your good news. And so, Father, we just ask that you just carry this blessing back with her when she goes and let everyone that she comes in contact be imprinted with this blessing and that she was able to carry out her mission that you have assigned her to. And Lord, we just thank you so much for this this opportunity to share what her story is to the world and that all those that will be hearing it will listen and then decide that they too want to be part of the solution and that they will take an action and they will do something to help either Arena or another unbeliever in this world or go out and find some orphan, some child that needs to be rescued and make that happen. It's in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray all this. Amen. 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 So, here comes the action part, folks. <laughs> so, we want to make it easy for you, our listener, to support Global Christian oh, Global Christian Support, and specifically the work that Irina is involved with. Anything that you give to this podcast for the next 30 days will go entirely to Global Christian Support. You can donate on our website at vrbroadcast.org. Just go to Donate in the menu and follow the prompts to give you a PayPal, where we we are a verified nonprofit, so your donations qualify as a tax deduction as well. Again, we will send Global Christian Support every single dollar that we receive for the next 30 days. So would you please join with us and help this cause, help rescue those that many have forgotten. Help rescue those that God has commanded us to rescue, and that is the orphan and the widow. This is what we are called to do as believers, so if you are a believer, please help out. This has been a Veritas Resurgence broadcast, and today we've been talking with Irina and Oleg and his sister about what's going on in Ukraine and this this desire, this need, this call to arms as Christians to go and help those that are helpless, that need us to be sur- to survive. Please take a moment and subscribe to our podcast. And don't forget to visit our new website at vrbroadcast.org where you can find more teaching and ask questions of the show and our guests. And also find us on Facebook at A Voice Calling in the Wilderness. If you have questions for Irina or Oleg or anyone on this show today, Send us a note, and I will make sure that they get those questions and then we'll get to them. If you have prayers of support, if you have comments and blessings for them, send them. We'll send them on. Please do that. And do us a favor. Recommend this podcast to your friends and family. Again, thank you for listening. Have a blessed day.